President Obama last week signed into law the Cybersecurity Act of 2015, which establishes a process for the government to share cyber threat information with business. The bill was part of a $1.1 trillion omnibus spending bill. So, what's the impact of the bill on the healthcare sector? I'm Marian Kolbasek McGee, executive editor at Information Security Media Group. Today, I'm speaking with Samantha Birch, senior director of Congressional Affairs at the Healthcare Information and Management Systems Society, or HIMSS. Samantha will be discussing the impact of the bill on the healthcare sector. So now, Samantha, the Senate and the House had been molding this cybersecurity bill for a long time. What are the key provisions of the final legislation that you think will have the biggest impact on the healthcare sector? Well, the overall legislation is really intended to promote better sharing of cyber threat information between the federal government and private industry. So it really sets up rules of the road in terms of information, how it should be shared, liability limitations. Also sets up privacy policy, things to that extent. So it really, for the first time, sets up sort of what the underlying infrastructure would look like for sharing of cyber threat information, which. Tim's believes is a really important first step in terms of getting an infrastructure in place to get better cyber threat information to the private sector, including healthcare organizations. So, within 60 days, there's a requirement in the legislation for a plan from the Secretary of Homeland Security and the Attorney General for proposed procedures on how to implement this law. So, I think from a 30,000 foot view. The overall bill will have an impact in ensuring that better cyber threat information reaches the private sector. Specifically for healthcare, there were provisions in the Senate CISA bill that dealt directly with healthcare. They were、um, included as an amendment from Health Committee Chairman Alexander and Ranking Member Murray that ended up being included in the final Cybersecurity Act of 2015 that was passed in the omnibus. So there are basically three main provisions in that section. The first is a requirement for HHS to sort of identify who's the point person within the department on cybersecurity.、Um, it requires development of a plan from each division in the department. On its responsibility and efforts to address cyber threats in healthcare, so that's sort of the first part. The second part is the establishment of an industry task force that will work in collaboration with、um, the appropriate federal agencies. To do a few things, the first is to sort of look at the challenges and barriers facing the healthcare sector. The second is to look at lessons learned from other sectors, and the third is to look at the current landscape and, in the context of the overall information sharing bill, to ensure that there is a plan for a single pipeline of actionable, real-time cyber threat data from the federal government to healthcare organizations at no cost. So that's really not necessarily to create anything new, but really just to look at what the current landscape looks for cyber threat information sharing for healthcare and ensuring that that function is there. The third is for a collaborative effort led by HHS, and again including the appropriate federal agencies. 
such as the Department of Homeland Security and NIST to work with industry to create a common set of voluntary consensus-based guidelines, best practices, methodologies to help healthcare organizations better address cyber threats. So the goal of that section is really to ensure that the tools and resources get to healthcare organizations to help them improve their cybersecurity posture. So now, Samantha, were there any particular provisions related to healthcare that got dropped or watered down from the final version of the legislation that either helps or hurts the healthcare sector? And is there anything that you would have liked to have seen included in the bill? From PIMS's perspective, we're very supportive of how the final legislation turned out, both in terms of the overall bill and the healthcare sections. There were some tweaks and changes made from the legislative language that passed in CISA to what was included in the conference bill in the Cybersecurity Act of 2015. But we believe that despite some wording changes here and there, really the intent remained the same and the context remained the same. And that was really to get tools and resources to the healthcare sector So now, as you mentioned, part of the legislation aims to create sort of a central hub for this sort of information sharing. What do you think the impact might be eventually on existing healthcare, cybersecurity information sharing and analysis organizations like NHISAC or High Trust? What role do you think that these existing organizations may play moving forward when it comes to cyber threat information sharing in the healthcare sector? We think that all of the existing organizations have a very important role to play. I think our view in looking at this was really what are the needs of the sector as a whole. There are certainly membership-based organizations that currently play a lot of these functions for their members, but there aren't services and tools and resources that are ubiquitously available, especially to small and medium-sized organizations that may not be well-resourced enough to be able to belong to a membership organization. So I think part of what this task force will look at is not necessarily creating anything new, but what the task force will really look at is what is the current landscape? How do organizations that are currently in place work? Where are their needs for resources? And how can we sort of ensure that this single pipeline exists? Our vision of implementation of this is not that necessarily anything new would be implemented, but it's really looking at what the current landscape is and how we can ensure that resources and tools get to the entire sector. What sorts of healthcare organizations do you think will be most impacted by this legislation? Who is most likely to be helped the most? HIMSS has always thought that there is a very big need, especially in small and medium-sized provider organizations that may not be as well-resourced as the larger health systems, may not have the sophistication and staff resources internally that we believe could really benefit from having the tools and resources available to them and getting some indication from HHS, given that there are HIPAA audits happening, there is enforcement procedures on the part of OCR, 
that there are some tools and resources to be able to indicate to them, here are the things that we think you should be doing. Here are examples of voluntary best practices and guidelines that you can follow to help improve your ability to defend against cyber threats. Now, the legislation also lifts certain legal restrictions for healthcare organizations or other businesses also to share information. How do you envision the healthcare sector might share some valuable information that could help the government and the rest of the healthcare sector have a better idea of what sorts of threats are out there and what might be going on? From HIMSS's perspective, and this is based on what we hear from our members, it's not really the healthcare organizations themselves that have cyber threat information to share with the government. It's really the government that has cyber threat information to share with the private sector, including healthcare organizations. So I think our hope is that this legislation will begin to set up an infrastructure where the government is more willing to share information with the private sector. So in the case of healthcare, healthcare organizations can be better positioned to identify and defend against cyber threats. With that said, what do you think the long-term impact of this legislation might be? For instance, do you think the healthcare sector will be better prepared to either prevent or to deal with cyber attacks like we've seen in 2015 with organizations like Anthem, for instance? The entities that are launching these attacks, whether they be state actors, sub-state actors, organized crime, are extremely sophisticated. We view this as a first step. It's certainly not a silver bullet, um, and we expect the attacks to continue. Our hope is that this is at least a first step in helping healthcare organizations, again, to get the tools and resources to be able to identify and begin to better defend against these cyber threats. I don't think that we think this is the end of the road in terms of the support that's needed. We just view this as a first step. Now that the legislation is signed into law, what's your advice to healthcare sector organizations? Is there anything that they should be doing now or planning to do when it comes to their information security policies or programs? Organizations we hear every day are really working hard on this. There is an attention and a focus on data security in healthcare in a way that there maybe wasn't five years ago. It's certainly at the top of mind for all healthcare organizations and leadership of those organizations. As we see some of the products come out from HHS, from some of the processes that have been identified here, there's a strong role for organizations like HIMSS and other associations to play in ensuring that the resources that are developed get disseminated to the field and that there's an understanding of how these resources can help them as they work to secure both patient data and protect patient data as well as protect patients themselves since we know that this is a dynamic threat that is also a major patient safety threat, not just a threat to patient data. How soon do you think we'll see an impact from this legislation on the healthcare sector? The dates in terms of implementation are actually pretty quick. So you have within 60 days in terms of the overall bill, you're going to see a plan from the Department of Homeland Security and the Attorney General in the healthcare-specific provisions. Within 90 days, HHS will have established this task force 
within one year, we'll see the plan from HHS in terms of their internal procedures. So I think we'll start to see resources being produced fairly rapidly out of this. But again, this is a marathon, not a race. It's a battle that healthcare organizations are going to continue to face. So I think it's not just thinking about these activities and when they'll be complete, but thinking about what's the next set of tools and resources, what else would be helpful to the sector. And certainly in our discussions with members of Congress, they also view this as an ongoing area that they want to be involved in ensuring that healthcare gets the support it needs on an ongoing basis. And Samantha, in terms of the HHS task force, who will be part of that? Will there be representation from the private healthcare sector? Yes, the legislative language does require industry to serve on that task force, so you will see representation from the healthcare sector. Thanks, Samantha. I've been speaking to Samantha Birch. I'm Marianne Kolbasek McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.